0: Today we have national best-selling author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg, on the show. Are you looking to reach new levels of success? Bob Berg's book, The Go-Giver, has sold over 1.2 million copies. He started as a broadcaster and then went into sales and learned by reading from the greats Tom Hopkins and Zig Ziglar. He learned there was a process of predicting a goal. In this episode, he talks about the five laws of stratospheric success that he describes in his book, including the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. Listen and learn. Do you wish you could save taxes and build greater wealth? That's right. Who doesn't? If so, go to dbprivateequity.com and I'll share how I did it. Now, on to the intro. Welcome to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show. Each week, you will learn how to grow your wealth through real estate investing. Be introduced to the players that are getting it done and learn how you can get involved. And now, here's your host. Darren Batchelder. A little background before we start the show. What can I say? Go out and read the book, The Go-Giver. Its principles stand the test of time. The book is a parable that teaches you that it's better to give than to receive. Focus on giving. Look, don't take it from me. Listen to what Bob has to say. Now, onto the show. Hello, everyone. Today we have a very special guest. Today we've got Bob Berg on the show. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Bob. Hey, Darren.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, Bob is actually the national bestseller, author of the book, The Go Giver. And I just read the book, and it is fantastic. And so I reached out to Bob and I said, you know, I know that you're not into real estate investing, but some of the principles in this book can really help my listeners. So I asked if Bob would come on and he was kind enough to do so. So I typically ask how many properties and how many units you're invested in, but can you share with the listeners how many copies of this book have you sold? Because it's it's a huge success.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh John David Mann, who's my co-author, we've sold uh I think a million two hundred or, or getting close to the to the the million two hundred thousand copy mark.
0: That's amazing. Over a million copies, guys. I'm telling you, you have to get this book. I, I read a lot of books. If you follow me, if you listen to podcasts, you know I read a lot of books. And this is a top-notch book that is not just for you know, in real estate investing, but it's just, you know, principles in life that can help you succeed both in business and in your personal relationships. So with that, um, can you share a little bit about your background, why you wrote the book and some of the principles in it?
1: Yeah, I began as a broadcaster first in radio sports and then television news. I only did that for a couple of years and really I wasn't very good at it. It wasn't long before I knew that wasn't going to be my career. Uh, I like to say I graduated into sales. The The challenge was I had had no formal sales training. So I really floundered for the first three months or so. Uh, fortunately, one day while I was in a bookstore, I came across uh, a couple books. One was by Tom Hopkins and one was by Zig Ziglar, two of the, of course, legends, mm-hmm. icons sales space. No, this is about 40 years ago or so. So it, it wasn't quite as known that there were books on selling back then. You know, now it's uh, they're everywhere. But back then, you know, who knew unless you unless you knew. And uh, it was encouraging to me just to know there was a, a way to to sell, to, to do so effectively, because I, I wasn't taught that at the company where I was working. Sure. And uh, so, I took the books home. I studied them voraciously. And really, within a few weeks, Darren, my sales began to go through the roof, which, you know, said to me that if you have a methodology, if you have a system, you can pretty much accomplish anything within reason. Uh, now, I personally define a, a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how to principles. The key being predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired results of B, then you pretty much know that all you need to do is is A and continue to do A and continue to do A and you'll you'll get the desired results of B. So, you know, that's what I did. And over the the next number of years, uh, I really made a study of sales, really loved it, loved the personal development aspect. I think that's what I enjoyed even, I, I think, the most. And it was when I began reading books such as How to Win Friends and Influence People and Think and Grow Rich and The Magic of Thinking Big and Psycho-Cybernetics and The Greatest Salesman in the World. You know, all these wonderful books that fill you on the inside, which right. is where success really begins. It manifests outwardly, but it begins in here. And it was, just a, it was a lot of fun. It was very rewarding. And eventually I started um, showing other companies uh, how to do what was working for me and uh, you know the 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 go-gear came about really because well back in the '90s I had a book out called Endless Referrals. The uh, subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales, and it was for it was a how-to book for um, entrepreneurs and salespeople who knew they had a, a great product or service, knew it brought a lot of value to their customers but they didn't necessarily feel comfortable with the process of going out into their communities and developing the kinds of relationships that would cause people to want to do business with them directly and or refer them to others. So endless was my system that, you know, based of course, what I, on what I learned from many other, many other people. Um, But the idea came to actually turn that into a parable. And when I met John David Mann, who was the um, uh, editor in chief of a magazine I was writing for in the, uh, about two thousand three, two thousand four, we got together on this idea about the Go Giver and so forth. And uh, you know, again, he was the the lead writer, the storyteller. He's just brilliant. I'm a how to guy, so you know, <laughs> I'm kind of boring. But uh, but you know, we collaborated on it, and
0: and that's kind of how it happened. Fantastic. So, um, for your perspective, that you know, the listeners are kind of made up of you know, high net worth individuals that look to invest passively into real estate deals. And also a lot of syndicators, the the ones that are putting the deals together, and they're looking to attract new capital and they're looking to scale their business. So they're able to do more deals and larger deals. So, you know, I think that, you know, the principles in the Go-Giver apply dramatically to those people that are looking to grow their business. And you did it. You you know you went searching for a way, and then you came up with um, reading a lot of other other books from successful people, and then you developed a book yourself with with your co author. So can you share some of those principles that you put into the Go Giver?
1: Yeah, it 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 it's all based around a uh, an underlying premise, which is that shifting your focus, and this is really where it all begins, Darren. Shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. Uh, Not for some way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical reasons, not at all. It actually makes very rational, very logical sense. When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and place it on serving others, discovering what they need, what they want, what they desire. When you can move off of yourself and and focus on um, helping other people solve their problems, solve their challenges. Uh, Ultimately, when you can take your focus off yourself and focus on bringing others closer to happiness, if you will, uh, people feel good about you. They feel great about you. They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you. They want to tell the world about you. They want to be your personal walking ambassador. So it really all begins from there. And as you can tell, and as I know you run your business, it's it's all about the relationships. It always comes down to that. That's the separator, right?
0: I, absolutely. But I think that there's part of that is mindset, right? And And, you know, you said shifting the focus, you know, and helping other people solve their problems. In my world, you know, in the syndication space, you know, there are certain syndicators that, you know, they, they get a deal and they're like, I need to raise 10 million in capital. I need this many investors. But really the focus, you know, based on what you're saying is a shift. How do you help those people build their wealth. You know, what are the problems that they're encountering? Well, they're looking to save taxes. They're looking to build their wealth and the deal can help them get there, but it's really shifting yeah. that focus.
1: Well, you know, you bring up a great point and it's, it's funny because when I speak at, at sales conferences, a lot of times I'll begin by, by asking a question, how many of you agree that nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota. (laughs) Right, exactly. They're not going to buy from you because you need the money. Uh, And they're not going to buy from you just because you're a nice human being. They're going to buy from you or do business with you or invest with you because ultimately they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And in the still basically free market economy in which we, we operate, um that's the only reason why anyone should do business with you or me or with with anyone else because they believe they'll be benefit they'll benefit it's the re- it's our responsibility so, to communicate to them why and how
0: they'll So benefit. I agree but let let me challenge you a little bit in terms of like you know there's I'm sure there's skeptics like okay well I still I still have to meet my quota or I still have to get you know this this amount of capital to close this deal. Explain how once you change that focus, those problems kind of get solved.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the skeptic who says, yeah, I get this go-giver stuff. Focus on the other person. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that after I have the money right, <laughs> right. now. I need well, again, it goes back to that. Why is the other person going to invest with you? Are they much more likely to invest with you because you tell them about all your problems and why you need their money? Probably not. Right. Or are they much more likely to invest with you because you focus on them and, and showing them how you can fulfill their needs, wants, and desires? So that's why, again, there's nothing um, about this that's magical or mystical. It's It's simply understanding human nature and honoring and respecting human nature. As Dale Carnegie said, brilliantly in his book How to Win Friends and Influence People, ultimately people do things for their reasons, not our reasons. And we we disregard that advice
0: at our own peril. That, that's so true. So I've got some some items that I pulled out of the book and I want to kind of get your take on a few of them. One one is, you know, being broke and being rich are both decisions. That you know, I read that and and I agree with that, but I think there's some people that are like out there that are, you know, the rich are just lucky and, you know, I don't have as much money as I want and, you know, I'm poor on my luck, you know? So explain what you mean by that.
1: Well, that was said by Nicole Martin. She was the CEO in the story and she told Joe how, you know, she grew up with a lot of that mindset in teaching that, you know, the poor people were, were good and honest and kind and rich people were nasty and horrible and and mean. And, you know, what she realized is that basically, you know, one didn't have a lot to do with the other. There's lots of wealthy people who are creeps and wealthy people who are very nice and poor people who are creeps and poor people who are very nice. So it was simply a matter of deciding, you know, which you wanted to be in terms of really nice or creepy and really poor or, or wealthy you know is it all luck uh you know it seems like that would be a a difficult point to really make a case for because you see people who are successful over and over and over again at different things and they seem to be following the same basic principles right now does luck have anything to do with success sure it does of course um and yet it's probably the least important element uh, you know, Lucio, Lucius uh, Seneca, one of the the great Stoics, is the one who coined the frame. Luck happens when preparation meets opportunity, and those are the lucky people. Okay, they there's breaks. You know, the the fumble happens, but if the if the other person isn't around the ball,
0: they're not going to get the right. ball.
1: The lucky break was the fumble. But if you're not doing your job and around the ball, it doesn't matter.
0: In addition, all those hours of being in the weight room and practicing Ah, and uh, all of that to just to get into that position, you know? (laughs)
1: Exactly. You know, one of the things that, you know, people make the case, you know, they'll say, well, Bill Gates was lucky that he was at the right time and the right place where they had that, you know, at the right time in history when they had that, you know, the uh, computer that he could. Yeah. And for three or four years, all he did was spend about 12 hours a day, you know, working on it. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and right. And and finding, you know, uh, and and finding opportunities to use that skill. So, yeah. so again, yeah, part of life is luck. There's good luck and bad luck. You know, I like
0: that, that example with with Gates because it ties into something else that you you talk about in the book, which I've read in a lot of other self-development type books as well as, you know, if if you want to be more successful, um, serve more people, help more people. And, you know, all those hours that Gates put in, well, think about how many people are you, you know, use his software across the world. Okay. You know, he's impacted so many people exactly. and, and the efficiency of so many organizations and the access that people have received by, you know, being able to use their computer to access information across the world. So exactly. um, talk about so. Um, givers attract. Like why, why do givers attract
1: yeah, so, and, and, and let's look at, you know, as we go through the laws, right? And we look at, and, and so, and, and let's get to that one, uh, because that's yeah. very important. So law number one is about providing so much value, so, such a value-based experience to others that they genuinely feel as though they got much more from it than what they paid. They got so much more in value. Right? Value can be defined as the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. Uh, In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth to someone that they will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did while you make a, a very healthy profit? So, Um, you know, how are you through your, your excellence, your consistency, your attention, your empathy, your appreciation, how are you making this, this um, situation uh, so phenomenal for someone else that they feel as though they receive much more, you know, it's like going to the restaurant and it maybe cost you 150, $200, but you come away feeling like a million bucks, right? You receive more in value than what you paid. But of course the restaurateur made a, a very, very healthy profit. Uh, so that's law number one. The, again, you do this happens because the focus is on the value you're providing, not the money you're receiving. This is why John David Mann and I say that money is simply an echo of value, right? It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning. Now, law number two we just discussed, which was the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So now let's go to the uh, the third one and, and look at why givers attract. This is the law of influence. And this says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Now, this sounds counterintuitive when you first hear right. it, counterproductive, maybe maybe even downright Pollyanna-ish, right? But first, let's understand when we say place the other person's interests first, we're not suggesting that you be anyone's doormat right. or a martyr or self-sacrificial in any way. Absolutely not at all. It simply is Joe, the protege in the story, learned from several of, of the mentors. The golden rule of business, of sales, what have you, is that all things being equal, all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from that I focus or me focus to that other focus. Looking to, as Sam, one of the mentors, uh, advised Joe, make your win all about the other person's win. That's giving and that's attractive because don't people want to be around someone like that?
0: Absolutely. I, you know, I have something that sticks in my mind. I had another real estate investor on the podcast recently. And at one point during the interview, she said, you know, I was working a deal and I had this guy who reached out and said that he wanted to invest a million dollars. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't even know you. Like, I don't know your situation you know, I don't think, you know, let's get to know each other first. And I don't think that this is the right opportunity. Let's get to know each other first. And then maybe there's a future opportunity we can work together. And yeah. I thought to myself, that's attractive. Like that, that mm-hmm. is confidence. Mm-hmm. That is somebody that I, you know, that yeah. I want to be around. That's somebody I want to learn from. That's somebody, you know, because they're not just thinking about, hey, I could just fill the slots in, in my deal. Right, You're thinking about right, right. how do I build a long-term relationship with this person? And, yeah. and at first and foremost, I want to make sure this is the right opportunity for them. For
1: them. Exactly. Right, right on. Yeah.
0: So that, that's huge. Hey, I get a lot of people that um, reach out to me and, and they you know, because I focus on kind of larger multifamily, kind of 100 units, 200 units. And there's certain people that they feel like they're not worthy. They they don't know how to get into that game. They don't know the value that they can provide. And one of the things that stuck out in, in the book was, you know, you had listed 10% knowledge, 90% people skills, you know. Right. and And I, I, that struck a chord with me because... You know, I tell them, like, look, you know, whatever you're deficient in, you know, partner with other people that are strong in those areas and, right you know, talk about your team that you've built around you. But that's the whole thing is, you know, people want to do business with people and you talk about it's not what you accomplish, but it's, it's who you are, you know. So that person that feels like they're not worthy They still have a lot to contribute and they can, they can use that to influence others and help others achieve their goals.
1: Yeah, they can. They always have to, you know, to first understand that they really are worthy. And and this is where the law of authenticity comes in and, you know, where, where Deborah uh, says that the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself and you know, as you said she she talked about the fact that, yeah, as important as the 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 technical skills are the you know the, the the competency the people skills, all of that are so very important, but really what it comes down to is you, and it comes down to being your your yourself um now you, you know you've got to ask the question why if authenticity, and I think we all know that it is very important in terms of establishing and maintaining trust and and being effective in the marketplace why do some people then not show up authentically right and and part of it is you know is as you mentioned they just they don't have the self-confidence to do so Um, i believe we all have two types of authentic value Uh, we have intrinsic value in other words just by by being alive right we bring value to the table But we also have what I call market value and market value is that combination of strengths, traits, talents, and characteristics that allows a person to add value or give value to the marketplace in such a way that they will be financially rewarded for it. Now, the interesting thing is we all have these assets of value, but sometimes it can be very difficult for us to grasp because we're so emotionally close to ourselves. The things that, that either come to us somewhat naturally and or we've put a lot of work in, often it's a combination of both, because we see the world from our own vantage point, from our own set of beliefs, we tend to think, well, if we can do it, everybody can do it. That's not necessarily the case.
0: And right. even if everybody could do it, everybody doesn't do it
1: doesn't right. Work right. And so so it and that's why it's helpful to have a coach such as yourself, a, a guide such as you who can kind of help that person maybe see some things in themselves nice. that they don't necessarily see. But, you know, as you said, you can take the, you know, the, the, the market value, those traits, those talents that you have. And even if they don't cover a whole lot of areas, you can team up with people who do. But you've still got to to understand your value. And you've got to be able to embrace your value, you know. And when you do, now you'll feel com- comfortable and confident in, you know, in getting together. with
0: people. Absolutely. So you talked about four of the five values, value, compensation, attract, authenticity. What is the fifth?
1: Yeah. So the fifth is the law of receptivity. And the law of receptivity says the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving this really means nothing more right? yeah well, it, well here's what it really means um it's understanding that yeah you breathe out you also have to breathe in it's not one or the other it's and it's both uh, you breathe out carbon dioxide you breathe in oxygen you breathe out which is giving you breathe in which is receiving well, giving and receiving are not opposite concepts, yet the world around us certainly gives us the message that it is,
0: doesn't it? So give an example uh, of, the, of the receiving piece. The
1: receiving piece is allowing yourself to, to um, embrace that which is coming back to you as a result of, of what you've given. Uh, or just receiving anyway. Somebody pays you a compliment. You know, it's a difference between saying between going, oh, no, no, you know, it's nothing and saying, oh, thank you so much. It's very kind you know, Uh, it's also the difference between being able to uh, to um, earn income and sabotaging yourself because you don't feel worthy of it or you don't feel that or, or you've, you know, listened to the old stories from, you know, combination of upbringing, environment, schooling, news media, television shows, movies uh, social media, where all you hear about is how, you know, only bad people make a lot of money. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, and it's very easy for that to get into your unconscious and for you to see the world that way. So if you've grown up with a value system that of, of honesty and integrity, but what you've heard so often is that, that, uh, wealthy people are dishonest, that they're crooks. Well, what's going to happen? the unconscious is always going to beat the conscious. Okay. And you're going to find yourself sabotaging the success that you have earned through providing value in the marketplace. Uh, This is a a big reason why I think one of the most important aspects of business is making a study of prosperity and prosperity mindset. You know, people out there like Randy Gage and David Nagel and sharon Lecter and and um um gosh i'm just trying you know ken honda ellen rogan uh there's a, a bunch of people out there who just do uh, you know the late bob proctor uh these are people who just did wonderful work and they have you know blogs and books and videos and all these on on abundance mindset and what you'll notice is that 95 percent of what they teach has nothing to do with the how-to <laughs> you right. know it's 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 the mindset. It's keeping, uh, it's, it's dispelling, getting rid of all those prosperity blockers that we have from, uh, because of the, the, um, the anti-prosperity messages that we receive from the world around us.
0: When I think about that uh, rest activity piece, I think of it in two different fashions. One is, the value that you, you're giving somebody, and then maybe you earn income off of that and feeling good about that. And then secondly, like you're helping one group, but you may be receiving help from a mentor or somebody else.
1: And, sure, absolutely. and so,
0: you know, the, the journey never ends. You're always, you're always trying to better yourself. And then you're trying to help other people come up exactly. as well.
1: And the more you give, the more you receive, which allows you to give more and receive more, and give more and receive more, and give more and receive more. It's a, it's a, it's a delightful cycle of success. Yeah, that's
0: that's huge. So I know our time is limited. Um, I would love to just you know pick your brain all day long, but I, but um, hey, I would say to the listeners again, I can't recommend this book highly enough. It's written as a parable. It's very easy to read. Um, And just like, you know, some of the other classics, you know, it's a book that will just sit with you and like easy things to understand. And if you implement those things, you know, you've heard it from Bob, you know, success, it's not, it's not just in financial terms, it's relationships too, you know, relationships with your family, with your friends, with, you know, your, your clients. Um, It's just you know, massive difference that can, you can have and an impact on you and, and others that you come, come about. So, Bob, if people want to get to know you better, what's the best place for them to to do that?
1: Uh, yeah, my website is berg.com. Berg, I'm a simple guy. I like to eat. That's simple. fantastic. And they can find... All sorts of resources there, including my daily impact uh, email that I send out. So,
0: what, what is in that daily impact email? What's the value that people? Are uh, really,
1: it's, it's a combination of, of how to and, and uh, why to and inspiration, and communication skills, persuasion skills, sales skills. Uh, really, it's to, to give you something to think about throughout your day that you can continue to use and, and, uh, and grow with.
0: Fantastic. Again, go get the book, The Go-Giver. Bob, appreciate you coming on the show. Um, Listeners, I hope that you enjoyed that one. Until next week, sign off. Thank you for listening to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show at darrenbatchelder.com. If you liked the episode, please provide us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. If you already provided us with a five-star review, then thank you. And please share the show with a friend.